Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Sensemaker Hi, I'm Claudia and this is Sensemaker. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today... A grim discovery and decades of questions in Canada. No pride in genocide! No pride in genocide! What you're hearing there is the sound of protesters in Canada pulling down a statue of Queen Victoria. They covered the plinth with red handprints and they left a sign which said, We were children once, bring them home. So who are they talking about? Well, over the last month, there have been grim discoveries. The remains of Indigenous children found in unmarked graves near residential schools across the country. I want to talk about the heartbreaking news that 215 children were found buried at the former Kamloops Residential School. Almost a thousand unmarked graves have been found at different schools. Childhood items line the entrance of the former St. Eugene Mission Residential School honouring the nearby discovery of 182 unmarked shallow graves. A Canadian Indigenous group says it found the unmarked graves of more than 700 people at a Catholic residential school in Saskatchewan this week. So what happened to these children? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Between 1880 and 1996, 150,000 children across Canada were enrolled into state-funded residential schools. They came from the First Nations, Inuit and Métis, groups that are recognised as Indigenous by the Canadian Constitution. For more than 100 years, around 130 schools played a part in Canada's colonial assimilation policy. Children were removed from their homes and forced to sever all ties between them, their Indigenous cultures and their communities. And these schools, we now know, were breeding grounds for all kinds of abuse. In residential school, there was one instance that uh, I experienced where my sister was being beaten by a nun uh, on the other side of a door. And my sister was screaming and crying. And I was on the other side of the door trying to get in and trying to to basically rescue her from uh, a nun who seemed to be quite out of control. From talking to many, many survivors and listening to their stories, uh, many have disclosed uh, disclosed that, that suspicious things were going on. And this is witnessed. Bruce Allen. He's a health support worker who's taught in schools and at the College of New Caledonia since 1995. And he's a residential school survivor. 
Both his grandmother and his father attended a residential school. Here he is talking about his dad. My father never spoke of his experiences, but he definitely showed it. Mm. And that showing of it came out in being a chain smoker, uh, being a weekend binge drinker, start on a Friday, finish on a Sunday, go to work Monday, um, spend all the money on booze and so Children were forced to have their hair cut, forced to take up Christianity, and were given European names. One survivor said that when he was caught speaking his native language, nuns washed his mouth with soap. Generations of Indigenous children in Canada left these schools scarred. But sometimes they didn't leave. Thousands of children seemingly disappeared. In 2015, a landmark report by a Truth and Reconciliation Commission set up to understand what happened during Canadian colonialism found that when children died at these schools of infectious diseases, in fires, accidental drownings, malnutrition, suicide, their families weren't told the truth. Until the 1960s, the schools often didn't return a child's body to their family because it was cheaper to bury them at the schools than to send them back. So when unmarked graves were discovered decades later, Bruce Allen, alongside other Indigenous leaders, well, they weren't all that surprised. A lot of the survivors know, the, the remaining survivors know, um, because of witnessing um, events that happened at residential schools, they would know the sites where uh, they may have witnessed um, children being buried or other other things such as... Various community groups have been trying to locate the bodies of these children for decades. It was only after using ground-penetrating radar that members of the Tkamloops to Sukwetmok tribe were able to make these grim discoveries, which have led, in recent weeks, to big protests. Several churches were vandalised in Toronto and Calgary, and there have been calls to cancel Canada Day, the national holiday that marks independence. So how have the Canadian government and the Catholic Church, which ran many of these schools, responded? We are sorry. It was something that we cannot undo in the past, but we can pledge ourselves every day to fix in the present. The Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, has issued a series of heartfelt apologies, and he's been shaming the Catholic Church for not stepping up and doing the same. It is time for the Catholic Church to recognise its responsibility and its share of the guilt. While other churches involved in the schools have issued apologies for their role, the Catholic Church still refuses to, even though it ran 70% of the schools. Pope Francis will not come to Canada to apologise for his church's role in the infamous residential school system. And Justin Trudeau himself has so far ignored calls to start a national investigation into the deaths of these children. The government is actually locked in a legal battle with some survivors. They've spent seven years and $3.2 million fighting one group from a residential school in Ontario over compensation claims. Now, people are looking for more than just acknowledgement. They want justice. 140 years since the first residential school was founded, Indigenous communities face the highest rates of poverty in Canada. There are 34 First Nations that don't have access to clean drinking water. For Bruce Allen and the thousands of other school survivors, this isn't just a dark and shameful chapter in Canada's history, as Justin Trudeau put it. Over a thousand unmarked graves were found at just three schools. There are still 127 residential schools that have not been searched. Without knowing the full scale of the problem, how can there be justice for Canada's Indigenous communities?
Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker. It's made by me and my colleagues Nimo, Imizav and Ella at Tortoise Media. Our promise to you is to make sense of the world through one story every day. If you enjoyed today's episode, why not give us a follow so that you don't miss any of our other stories. Today's story was written by Nimo Omer and produced by Xavier Greenwood. The Sensemaker What comes to mind when you think of Amber Heard? A liar? A survivor? A narcissist? The trial of Depp v Heard was a global phenomenon, but I want to know, was it a fair fight? I'm Alexi Mostris, the host of Sweet Bobby and Hoaxed. In my new podcast, I'm investigating whether Amber Heard was the victim of an organised trolling campaign. Just search for Who Trolled Amber wherever you get your podcasts.